0: Four for the Eagles here. Murphy and shotgun. Here's the snap. He rolls left. He throws. College. He's going. To the WZBC Sports Podcast, episode twenty. Twenty episodes in our first season with the WZBC Sports Podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it. I've been on a lot of them, but uh, a lot of good stuff to come out of this podcast. we only getting going. So my name is Steve Mackley. Joined again by Sam Parsons. We're talking again about the BC defense. Uh, excuse season BC football team. Today we're going um, part two of our of our preview on the BC defense. And uh, this is more of the bright spot. This is kind of more the, yes. the that, we, that we're looking forward to talking about. There's a lot more to probably said here. Because even if the offense really takes a big step forward this year, it's harder to see that right now. It's yeah. harder for us to project that. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, lot, def- a,
1: lot of, a lot of unknowns there.
0: Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. Um, but the, the, uh, the defense, although there are some question marks there, uh, it looks pretty solid as a unit. Yep. So uh, we're definitely excited to, to kind of see what they might do this year. But let's kind of get right into it, Sam. Some key losses to the NFL draft, at least I think the NFL draft, the NFL draft is coming up in a couple weeks in Philadelphia. Uh, John Johnson will will be headed um, that way, Uh, maybe a couple other guys. But Harold Andrews back, and we'll get to him in a second. But despite some of those losses, we look back, the defense was expected to take a step back in 2016. And that really wasn't the case. They finished ninth total defense last year, um, and they had some special showings against Wake Forest and Maryland, Jim Reed's first year as defensive coordinator. So – You know, kind of looking at what we saw last year, maybe, you know, kind of parlaying that into this year, what did the defense last year, because a lot of guys are returning, what did that defense do really well in 2016?
1: Well, I think that the thing that we did the best was put pressure on the quarterback. I think we finished the year with almost 50 sacks in 13 games, like, that that's pretty solid, especially considering that we play in the ACC with so many dynamic passing offenses, like a lot of mobile quarterbacks like Jackson and Dungy. Uh, it, it was really fun, like, and that's obviously carried mostly by Landry, who had more sacks than anybody in college football. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think that uh, what we definitely did the best was get to the quarterback. And once you do that, like, it really – Really boosts the rest of your defense because like pressure on the quarterback is just huge, especially in today's game.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely for sure. You know, and there's some good offensive lines in uh, in the ACC. I mean, this defense, um, let's see four thousand yards, about five uh, about five yards per play, um, and yards per game three hundred fourteen. So you know, good for ninth, like I said, in, in total defense. If we look at what they didn't do so well. What do you think if I were to say, yeah, they got good pressure on the defense, but in in the in the really important games, you know, the Far State, Clemson, Virginia Techs, yep. the you know really good offensive lines, the pressure wasn't there as much. Nope. Do you think they were just kind of like they were just closing off on Landry and making the other guys try to beat them?
1: Well, uh, that uh, that's certainly a possibility. I I, I only uh, watched I think two. I only watched the, the Louisville game and the Clemson game. I couldn't quite catch the Florida State game, but I, it definitely looked like. The, like you, you can see the better coaches out there really game planning around the best player on the defense sure. um and obviously they just have more skilled offensive linemen naturally uh better talent out there um part of it's that part of it could also be you know a spotlight thing um you know you're out there playing on the big stage sometimes it's hard to get your game going especially and uh I think that the the stat was in the five five games that we played against teams that uh, won at least eight games. We only got ten sacks versus like thirty five sacks the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, that that was definitely the the biggest flaw in our defense was how we played against those good teams.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just there there. You could watch those games, and obviously, you know, they were putting up huge points against us. And you saw some things. I mean, Milano and Landry usually had good games, but a lot of the other guys were exposed, the second, especially the secondary. But we'll get to them in a little bit. If we look at the, the guys that we are specifically losing, um, you know, from 2016 going into 2017, Milano, Johnson, Good Apple, and Kavilek, they were all impact players, only four of them. So we were returning seven starters, but they were all impact players. How much do you think their losses will hurt this team in 2017. I mean, if we look at who might take their places, uh, Kevin Bletzer, maybe a guy to take. Milano's spot, a couple of linebackers in the mix. No merit Wyatt Ray, and Ray Smith. They should hold up the, the defensive line, even with Kavalec and Good Apple going. I think Johnson could be hard to replace. But, you know, if we get into those four, what do you think about the losses of them? How much could that hurt?
1: I think that Johnson is definitely the biggest loss there because the other three, it looks like we've got guys that are, like, up and coming, like, uh, that could definitely be re- – that could definitely replace them. Like, I really like Sharif Grice. And Zach Allen really came along towards the end Absolutely. of the year last year. Uh, he got two sacks in that Maryland bowl game. Um, as for – but for Johnson, it – you look at the roster right now, and you, it's hard to find that one guy that's going to come in and just step right in and fill his shoes. Uh, so I think that that's going to that's be the toughest guy to replace, especially just because of his all-around blend of size and speed and just uh, the the nose for the ball. Uh, he's, I think of the four, he's going to be the toughest to replace.
0: I agree. I, I, I think he – was even a better player than we could have really read out on the field because a lot yeah. of the secondary was, and I think the, the coverages weren't right in a lot of situations. He really was a strong player. I think he, he could be a relatively high pick in the draft, maybe top four rounds. Um, and, you know, Justin Simmons, the year before him, he was excellent. I was third up there with the Broncos. Then, you, then you're on to Johnson. I'm not sure if I, if I know who's the next great player in the secondary. And If we have one, there's a couple good players, but let's talk about that. Let's just kind of go to the secondary right now. I'm interested to see how the secondary performs this season because, like I said, I'm not sure if there's an up-and-coming player that can fill that role. They had some really tough games last season. I mean, I remember watching firsthand against Clemson when we were here and a couple of those guys were just getting burnt by, you know, Mike Williams and and Scott and those guys. And Mike Williams is a great player. Artavius Scott's a great player, but you've got to be able to hang with them if if they're the teams they're playing in your division. So what do you think? Do you think they'll be better this year or do you think the loss of Johnson is a huge question mark?
1: Well, could be both. I mean, the loss of Johnson is a huge question mark, but three out of the four guys in the secondary are coming back, and I think that at the very least the experience against those really good teams should help. Uh I mean, getting burned by Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson isn't too much to be upset about because those were two of the best college quarterbacks in the country. Uh but you, but I definitely would like to see better. I mean, you don't want to keep giving up 400 yards, five touchdowns to all those guys. Um, I I do like uh, of the guys that are still there. I like Will Harris. He had that pick six against Syracuse, mm-hmm. um, and he had another interception at some point uh, in the season. Uh, he he's big. He's like like Johnson. I think he's 6'2", 200, So good size for a safety. Uh, and he's going to be a junior this year. So he was only a sophomore last year. Uh, I I think that uh, of the guys in the secondary right now, he's got the biggest chance to be a good player like Johnson was. But um, losing Johnson, like I said, is is a huge question mark. I agree.
0: Yeah. Will Harris should be uh, a really good player this year. I think the item should step up his game as well. Obviously, we saw Lucas Dennis come on a little bit at the end of the year. He kind of took – Gabe McCleary's spot is he kind of lost his starting cornerback job. So, Lewis Dennis came on. Um, I think it's going to be really important what what Cameron Moore can do this year. If he can be a good corner um, and and make some strides in that area, because there are some burners in the ACC, that could be a huge thing. It'd be Dennis to compliment him on the other side. Mm -hmm. And if we look at Gabe McCleary, he's Six three, maybe six four. I mean, he's a big yeah. guy. He just didn't actually seem to have the speed out there mm-hmm. to hang with some of these receivers. But if he, I mean, you know, it looks like he's having a decent off season so far, from what I've heard, out of the football team. So, the quarterback position will will be important. Um, but but I do think Harrison Yitem, um, should should be good players. Yep. Um, if we kind of go back to um the de- the defensive line, which may be a little bit easier for us yeah, to yeah. talk about. Yes. Um, Harold Landry second-team All-American this past year, national sack leader, 16-and-a-half sacks. He decided to come back to BC for his senior year in hopes of becoming a first-round pick, um, which I'd love to see love to see another first-round pick out of Absolutely. BC. Simple question. What does it mean uh, to have him back? Um, what do you think?
1: Well, it, it just means that we should, again, have a pretty good year rushing the quarterback. Uh, I mean, he's – Arguably the best sack artist in the in the NCAA right now, especially with uh, Miles Garrett and Jonathan Allen gone to the draft already. Um, I have a feeling that that's probably one of the reasons he wanted to stay in college because up up next to those two athletic freaks, it's it's hard to look special, even yeah. though he is. No, I, um, I agree with that. But uh, him coming back is definitely huge. I think that it's like he was definitely the biggest key piece in order to possibly compete against these good teams so with him back I think that that really maximizes our odds of at least getting one game where we can contain
0: uh,
1: a good offense
0: yeah I really hope so I mean I remember watching him in the quick lane bowl and he had this fantastic interception it was one of the most athletic plays that I've ever seen as yes. a defensive lineman That was, that was um, awesome. and yeah I mean, anyone who watched the game would, would recognize the play <laughs> and I'm like this guy really is special so athletic um, he's so fast and he's big Um, you're right. I mean, when you compare him to Miles Garrett, it can be tough to stand out, but even at that, he would have been a high pick. And the question that we won't answer but that, I will pose is how defense, how different would this defense be if he departed for the NFL? We don't need to think about that, but it would be, it would be a big difference. He he really is a difference. Kind of, he, you know, in a, in a game of 11 on 11 where it can be tough to have, you know, an absolute difference maker that changes the whole dynamic of the field. He's a guy that, that can do that. Um, so, uh, Great to have him back.
1: Completely agree.
0: Yeah. Um, Are there any other guys on this defense, do you think, that could develop into special players like Landry or Simmons? I mean, we've talked about both of them. Um, Both, I mean, Simmons is in the NFL. Landry will be playing in the NFL. Is there anyone else that you think could develop into, you know, maybe a a top five round draft pick? I mean, that's a, you know, super subjective question. But if we had to kind of look for a guy to really say, like, wow, this guy's lot of talent here is there anyone that stands out maybe to you uh
1: as far as like under the radar guys go I, I do like Sharif Grice I think he's got the athleticism to like he's got the natural talent that's there that you need to be a top five round uh draft pick like he's just got to hone in the uh the more skill aspects of the game and as a sophomore where he's a rising junior he's got plenty of time to do that and you know he's a linebacker, and that's generally where, uh, like, we've had some good linebackers over the year. Look no further than Luke keekley and uh, we, and Matt Milano was excellent. Um, and Grice is more. I think he's more talented than Milano was uh, right now, and Milano was very talented. So. Yeah. Uh, if he can, like I said, if he can just get down the, the skill aspects of the game instead of the talent aspects, I think he can be a pretty darn good player.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. I mean, it's, you know, because the linebackers, um, Strahan's back, and, um, so, I mean, so, so you know, he, he's he's going to be, uh, you know, a big area. So a lot of the core is intact. Milano, obviously, you know, is a big loss, and he could do so many different things on the field. Yes. Um, but to kind of see someone maybe like Shreve Grice step up, um, if he has that kind of talent – would be fun to see. And the secondary, I think, will need some help. So guys that can kind of be dynamic in the middle mm-hmm. will definitely be uh, important. You know, if I had to say someone, the defensive line has always been talented, uh, at least under the Adazio era. I'm really excited for Noah Merritt this year. I'm not sure maybe if he's an NFL-type player, but he's a really big guy. Uh, he came on pretty strong at the end of this past year. So if he can kind of continue to bulk up, maybe make him an impact this year. Mm-hmm. Get some get his numbers up when you're playing alongside Harold Landry. Yes. He's a guy that I'm excited to see. Um,
1: He'll definitely have the opportunity with uh, more teams devoting uh, guys to stop Harold Landry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's. I mean, th- there will he will be he will be in the game plan for every team. Yes. Even you know the, the coaches that you know aren't as worried about him or whatever. He, he's mm. he's a big deal. But as we've alluded to a couple times, this defense very good last year. Ninth in total defense, as I said. But they didn't hang with the top ACC teams. And that was that was the theme of both sides of the ball all of last season. Was the best teams we did not we were not competitive with. Do you think this defense will be more ready to take on the top ACC teams? Like I said, because last year they weren't competitive. I mean, you know, for example, we look at Wake Forest, N C State even they had, a, they had a great game against Clemson. They hung with you know, in a lot of the games against some of these good teams. And Wake Forest played Louisville really strong at the end of the year, um, at least for the first half. Like I said, NC State should have beaten Clemson. And BC yeah. beat those teams last year. So it was a weird dynamic, but they just they simply were not ready for the best teams. Do you think this defense will be more equipped to not get blown out?
1: More equipped? Uh it's hard to say yes to that, just because we lost four key players. But I think that we do have a better chance at not getting blown out by those guys, because looking back to last year, the year before last year, uh, we competed at least defensively with the good teams. Like I think we held Florida State to seventeen points, and yep. and they had uh, they, they had a great team, um, and, and and you know coming off of that the defense was probably thinking, yeah, we're easily the best part of this team. We can hang with the good teams. Now, after what happened last year, I think that experiencing that was, if there's anything positive to get out of that, experiencing that could be viewed as, well, we now know what not to do. Um, so I think that that can lead us to uh, competing with at least one good good offense this year. Um, especially returning seven starters. I think that that's, that's huge for that. So better equipped, maybe not, but better odds, too, I would say so.
0: Yeah, I would agree. This That was Jim Reed's first year as defensive coordinator, um, at least in this year. He's obviously been with the staff before um, in years past. You know, you lose Don Brown in Michigan. He was a great defensive mind. So it takes a little bit of time. We happen to be in the ACC Atlantic, which had some amazingly dynamic offenses last year. And, you know, at least with Louisville, that should – occur again. yeah. Um, so it was somewhat of a, of a perfect storm. But I think for BC to be successful, big picture this year, to possibly get a win against Virginia Tech, Clemson, Louisville, or Florida State, just one win. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not I'm not projecting it at all. But if you could do that, that could change the whole landscape of the schedule for your postseason hopes and, and whatever. They had no chance of doing that this past year. We know the defense is the main part of this team. If that if they can Hang with just one of them, that can make a huge difference in the season, um, and I hope they can. I hope Jim Reed adjusts. I mean, he did come from Iowa, as the linebackers coach, and you see some great offenses there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just—they just, they just simply—they they looked overmatched in those games, and and the, the presence of people like Landry Milano just didn't outweigh the firepower you get on the other end. So I I might agree with you. The equipped word is probably not what we'd say for them. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, maybe we'd even say less equipped. Because there's a couple question marks, but I think based on odds and based on second year in the system with Reed, could be a better year in that end. Yeah. Um, if, you know, I mean, we maybe also alluded to this a little bit as well, but if you had to say one question mark that you saw in this defense going into 2017, what would it be? I mean, there's a couple. You know, we talked about the secondary. We talked about um, some guys filling you know holes on on the line and stuff, but is there a is there a a huge question mark that you said if I had to pick one that I'm not sure how this is going to turn out? What would it be?
1: It's got to be the uh, the free safety position with uh, Johnson leaving. I- I'm still not entirely sure who's going to come up and uh, re- re- and claim that role. Do you know? Blake?
0: no, I mean I you know obviously you know Will Harris is going to be out there as well. There's been I mean you know names that have been tossed around in the secondary of the uh, the cornerbacks. Um, Torres, he's another guy in the secondary, um, uh, Mediala track. He's out there as well, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if they haven't, I haven't heard a guy that's going to really kind of step up Mm. and take that position.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the best question mark because I mean, it's hard to not be a question mark if you don't know who exactly is going to play there. So it's, it's the toughest to gauge. And I think therefore the biggest question mark.
0: Yeah. The secondary, to me, I think is is you know a looming kind of area because there were a couple games last year we saw that um, they struggled in, but a couple they they looked really good. I would agree to that that um, replacing Johnson is going to be really tough again because you lost Simmons, but Johnson was there to um, to kind of you know, help out the, the safety area. Um, I'd have to agree with that. Um, I, if I had to give my you know my own answer to that, I, the defensive line I think will be very good, and again with Harold Landry being um, being there, that's going to open up so many things. They will have some really good games and be quite dynamic again, probably the best part of this defense. But Cavalek and Good Apple were really, really solid players last year. Now, people like Wyatt Ray um, and Noam at the end of the year stepped up, backed up a lot of the season, and did really well. But they had a really good solid push up front for almost the whole season. So if they lose a a little bit, little bit of that on one end and more teams can game plan – for Landry, that's a risk to me. But if we had to go with the biggest question mark, it's definitely got to be the secondary and probably replacing Johnson. Um, maybe we touched on this as well, but if you had a breakout player in 2017 on the defense, who would it be? Um, you know, I don't know, would you go with Threep Grice, or is there another guy that you might say could really break out this year?
1: Well, a guy that we haven't uh, mentioned yet that I do like is Ty Schwab. Uh, he's going to be a senior this year. But like even if he makes a small improvement on last year, I think that that would be a big deal because he was a good player last year alongside Milano in that uh, linebacking core. So if he can just uh, sort of become more of a sideline to sideline guy to stop these faster offenses, like I think that that's also one of our biggest limitations, is uh, at least compared to the ACC Atlantic, is speed. Uh, if he can sort of improve in that area and and just like just make a small improvement in his entire game in general, I think that, that would be big. And I think that
0: uh, maybe even some NFL teams would notice because he had some big games last year. Yeah, he did. Um, you look at uh, Strahan and Schwab together. I mean, with Milano, that was a really good linebacker core. Uh, Schwab's a good player. He probably is a little bit underrated because Strahan gets a lot of attention. Obviously, Milano, you know, should play, be playing in the NFL next year. Yeah, if he could, if he could. He's a big hitter. If he could make a, a big step forward, that could be huge. Um, and a guy, like you said, that a lot of people probably haven't talked enough about. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say he's a guy that could, could definitely make headlines for this team. I really like Zach Allen. Um, you know, he played, you know, only a sophomore. He played a lot. Uh, he started for a lot of the year. Um, and uh, he, was, he was huge. I think he will start again this year, obviously. Um, and he, he could kind of, you know, the – the other defensive end on the other side of Landry, he could be, you know, a real force. If you're loading the side, loading up the side with Landry, he could break through no matter who's covering him. But Zach Allen could be the main beneficiary of, of another year with uh, Harold Landry. So he's a guy that we talked a little bit about last year, but maybe not enough. So I'm thinking number two is going gonna, is gonna to have a big year um, and, you know, very excited to kind of see that whole defensive line Um, but especially him I think he could be uh, a really special player in uh, in 2017.
1: Yeah like I said two sacks against Maryland I think that really put a good exclamation mark at the end of what was a pretty good year last year and he was only a sophomore so I think that that, I think that he is a player to really look forward to uh, watching this year especially opposite of uh, Harold Landry so he should get a little less attention from opposing coaches.
0: Yeah no I agree and Although Maryland ended up scoring, I think 31 points in that bowl game, the defense looked so good in that game. Yes. Again, that's, we're talking about a lot of these guys that some of them are leaving, um, but that was a good that was a good taste. If we kind of take that going forward, as an aggressive defense that was hungry. I mean, you know, you look at the Georgia Tech game, first game of the year, fourth and 19, they're in a prevent defense. Georgia Tech gets it, goes on a score, you know, the, the game-winning touchdown, and they win the game. Almost same, well, you know, similar scenario against Maryland. BC does not do a prevent. They throw that line, they throw the defensive line, you know, on a blitz, and th- they make it happen. So you kind of saw that that scheme transition throughout the year, and I think they called better plays. Um, I, so I would say, after watching that Maryland game, even if some of these guys, even if some of them aren't going to be back, there's a lot to be excited about with them. You know, I mean, th- that's, that's, that's one area, I think, on this team that we can say, at least the defensive line and linebackers um, – you know, should do their job. So we'll have to see uh, about that. But the defense, I think, um, as I said, very good again and something to be excited about. We will see if the offense can follow suit. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is part two of our preview on the BC 2017 football team, particularly on the defense today. And, like, uh, I think, Sam, you would agree that should be another, you know, good season for the team. Yep. And uh, hopefully, the way into competing at some of the best teams, you know, in, in the conference.
1: Absolutely. Uh, it's, if there's one part of this team to be like genuinely excited about seeing, it's it's this defense,
0: especially the front seven, as totally we great. alluded to several times. This has been the WZBC Sports Podcast, episode twenty. Check out all of our content at wzbcsports.com and on iTunes under WZBC Sports Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the WZBC Sports Podcast. Pass over to Stanford. Stanford gives me the tuck. Tuck, tuck the shot. Oh! scores. Eagles win. The Eagles have won the 2016 Team Championship. Catch all the excitement of Boston College Athletics right here on WZBC Newton 90.3 FM. As BC's only student radio broadcasting organization, WZBC Sports brings a different viewpoint of college athletics to the table. Our student commentators know the campus, student athlete culture, and latest beat on the teams like no other media outlet, thanks to our dedicated coverage of Boston College Sports. Check out our broadcast or weekly talk show schedules at www.wzbcsports.com and get a refreshing take on sporting events at the Heights and beyond.